Greetings, adventurers. Just a heads up to the parents out there. You're going to want to wait until the kids are out of the room to listen to this week's episode. There's no swears or mature content. Nobody has ever accused us of being mature. But later in the show, we talk about different versions of Santa Claus around the world, and we don't want any little ears to get the wrong idea about the existence of the man in red. So listen after bedtime or throw on some headphones and enjoy the show. Welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once-in-a-lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey. it's a beautiful day. Ho, ho, ho! There's only two more sleeps until Christmas, and we're having a holiday party to get in the mood. But first, travel news, including Walt Disney World's exciting new package, virtual solstice with the druids at Stonehenge, and the swankiest igloo ever built in the middle of Times Square. Pour me some eggnog and pass the snickerdoodles. It's time to hit the trail with the Gold Key Adventure Society! Gold Key Adventure Society office holiday party. The fondue is piping hot. There's mountains of Christmas cookies everywhere you look. And Dave is sitting over in the corner, dressed up as Santa and trying to get guests to sit on his lap. Jess and Heather, <laughs> Jess and Heather are over by the punch bowl. I heard a rumor that they've got some hot goss on what's going on around the travel world this week. Uh, but before they spill the tea, I was wondering what festive libation is in your cup of holiday cheer this year? You can go to... Hot goss. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not allowed to have hot goss. They put me on a list. I'm a man in my 40s. I in my mouth when I said it. <laughs> no. That was not good. Said she. Uh, my, my refrigerator just died and we just had to have it replaced. So, as far as my favorite libation uh. during the holidays, it's everything in the fridge because it's all going to go bad before okay, the like new fridge. When you go to 7 Eleven, you mix yep. all of the Slurpee flavors together in one cup. Oh, yeah, the suicide. Cheer it with two girls. Gross. Mine is the traditional Christmas <laughs> gin and tonic. Yes, traditional. Huh. They, yep. we, sing, we sing songs yep. about that uh, every year, right? Yes, we do. <laughs> uh, I'm a bourbon guy. I drank some bourbon last night, just sipping on bourbon. I used to hate that, but the older I get, the more I burned out my taste buds, the more I like that. Put a cinnamon stick in it, and you got yourself a there Christmas There you go. Yeah, you got you something to make it a little festive, right? Nobody, nobody's yeah. uh, a fan of the old eggnog. Ugh, uh, gross. No, no. I do like no. eggnog. I, we don't have any yet. We, uh, Gary's getting some today. I like it with a little bourbon or rum. Either one is. I'm a fan, but it's like 
$12 for half a gallon, though, these days. And... It's too viscous. Yeah. That's why you put a bunch <laughs> of liquor in it. It cuts that viscosity. Oh, I got you. I don't want my holiday beverages to be non-Newtonian yeah. fluids, so I'm not into that. <laughs> yeah, mostly to ring in the new year, we will go for adrenochrome. <laughs> That youthful blood really gets us going for the next year. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> well, this week, Christmas is brought to you by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details and a no-obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime. Jess, I heard a rumor there's going to be a hot new deal offered on Walt Disney World vacation packages soon. I'm sorry, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to throw you off because you finally pitched me really well. Sorry about that. That's because I wrote it out in advance. <laughs> I know, I saw the pitch. I was like, oh, he's going to do this one right for once. I'm going to throw wait, it wait, 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 wait. What, what do you mean <laughs> right? Once, he's what do you mean right? Professional. I mean, he's a constipated professional. I work with what you guys give me. <laughs> I just love saying that and looking at everybody's expressions of just like, oh, what? Didn't do my homework. Um, yeah, so we've got a new package coming out for Walt Disney World. This is their Happy New Year promotion. Um, so beginning January 5th, can't book it now, but beginning January 5th, you'll be able to book a uh, non-discounted four-night, three-day room and ticket package That's at awesome. Dis- Disney Resort Hotels. Um, and for arrivals, most nights January 8th through September 25th, which is pretty big. And um, it's if you book that package, you're going to uh, receive additional two days of theme park tickets. Two free that. tickets. Yeah. So that's a, a nice deal. And, yeah. And that's a pretty big, um, a, a pretty big travel window going from January all the way yeah. to September. So the book a yeah. package with how many days and get how many days? So if you it's a four night, three day room and ticket package. Um, and they don't say exactly how many or more, right? You can book seven or more. Yeah. Yeah. Usually with all that, it's, you can always add on. It's not like they'd say no to more money, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. stay out with your cash. Yeah. We don't want that. (laughs) Um, and, uh, if you don't qualify for that, or if that doesn't, doesn't work for you, there's also a promotion to save up to 35% off select, uh, resorts for January 3rd through April 17th going on as well. They're mixing it up, giving us a bunch of, uh, notice this time. Yeah, it's usually it's surprising. we find out four minutes before it releases on the website. Well, let's be a minute. Let's be honest. We find out about like we find out about it, and then it actually you can like get through the system about four <laughs> hours later. So yeah. that's, yes, that's, I'm kind of surprised it took them this long to jump but, on that. Buy some, get some free like. Yeah, there's there's yeah. another theme park down the road. It's that's, down the road. It's been pretty been popular the, for Universal. The free ticket days. It's oh, a very it's a, popular it's a promo. Killer yeah. deal, though, too. Interestingly, you, though, depending on where you stay and whatever, the room discount is often better. But the, yeah. getting something free yeah. is always more mm-hmm. appealing. On well, paper. those park tickets are. Yeah, this is like the, is, the free yeah, dining. What, <laughs> Dan? It is true that park, park tickets, tickets are pretty are expensive. Awfully so. pricey these yeah. days. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. That's gonna be a good chunk. Do the math, or. Have your key little Have your travel tree. advisor yeah. do the math for you. We are there well trained in punching buttons on a calculator. They're experts. Yes. Mathing. Math. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Something else that's for dinner. Heather, tell us about virtual stone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
if that's what's for dinner. Well, I work with what you guys give me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like everything else in 2020, Stonehenge has decided that the winter solstice needs to go virtual this year. They're putting the word out to all the Wiccans and pagans out there who love to amass at Stonehenge on December 21st to watch the uh, sunrise over Stonehenge for the winter solstice that they don't want you there this year. So they decided to live stream the rising of the sun on winter solstice. All right. Yeah. Kind of interesting. I wasn't planning on making a pilgrimage to Stonehenge for it anyway, so maybe I'll check it out. <laughs> well, I consider myself a techno Wiccan, so this fits right into my, my ethos anyway. You, know. <laughs> you can visit it at english-heritage.org.uk and watch the perfect sunrise over Stonehenge on winter solstice. Hmm. That does actually sound lovely. It's, it does sound pretty cool. It, apparently, the way that Stonehenge is arranged, twice a year, the, the sunrise fits perfectly into, uh, I don't know what you call the space in between the stones. Kind of looks like yeah. a window. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with a window. So every year on the, uh, on the, on the two solstices, that's when it Solstice. The solstice is that is it? It is now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the stones are set up so that they they perfectly frame the sun on the winter solstice and the summer solstice, shortest and longest day of the year. Kind of cool. Or you put them I, together, <laughs> longest. <laughs> That's Jeff's That's favorite day of different. the year. And how come? We're all so slow. I'm I'm racking my brains for a for a spinal tap joke here, and it's just not coming to me. Yeah, I always, I, I always think of the tiny little Stonehenge with the little people dancing around. From no one yeah. know who they were, what they were doing. He was in peril of being trod on by a dwarf. That was a Stonehenge. Stonehenge, the most famous henge in the world. Yeah. Well, so if you were if you were planning to spend your winter solstice at Stonehenge. The good people in England will have requested that you do so virtually, like the rest of 2020 has been. Boo. Boo. Uh, but I also interestingly read, uh, this was a travel and leisure article about Stonehenge. And the next article was uh, the editors consulted <laughs> psychics to find out the future of travel in 2021. And the psychics are telling me that by summer, we should be able to go to England and see Stonehenge in person. Here. So, mm. The wow. psychics are saying. The psychics it's amazing that they that consulted, the f- yes. All those psychics that predicted this whole thing happening before it happened and right. they were in the news and we all yeah. listened to them. Yeah, that those yeah. guys. Mm. Yeah, they say Broadway and Las Vegas will be back by mid-June. I mean, you can go to Vegas right now already, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but I don't know like if you really want to go to Vegas that. right now. From everything I've heard, it's kind <laughs> of a... Probably it's, not. It's probably a sad, not. <laughs> sad. This one was my favorite. They predict that tropical destinations will see a surge in bookings. Um, it's the they only are. place you, you can they go, already you are, and you just You just check the trends. <laughs> I predict that I just read the travel and leisure article about how that's already <laughs> happening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the main psychic that they consulted, a medium and Reiki healer, says that 
everything, all travel will be 100% back to normal by Labor Day. Ugh. I think I think she's probably not wrong, but that still seems like a long way away. I don't even think that it's going to be back to normal. Then. If there's an expert that I would trust to, to judge the travel industry, it's a person who heals per- a person just by thinking about them. That's definitely the person I would go to. Ah, yep. Yep. Well, you're blowing on my head and harnessing my chi. Can you tell me <laughs> is that if I can what, get a is good... Is that what Reiki is? Yeah. I, I yeah, there, there's a whole thing yeah, where they it, blow it's on like you. It's like non-contact, oh, yeah. Okay. You, 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 you direct <laughs> yeah. the energies. It's amazing. Yeah. Huh. Well, Jess That's has weird. a more concrete prediction uh, for <laughs> some travel openings <laughs> next year. What's What's the good news, Jess? Well, we have some uh, opening dates for more of Walt Disney World's uh, closed resorts um, coming up. We've got uh, Disney's All Star Movies Resort yes. will be <laughs> will be Just accepting been for that one. I know. Hey, they have a really good tomato soup. I stand by that. Um, they'll be accepting guests starting on March twenty second. Uh, Disney's Beach Club Resort will be beginning on May thirtieth, and nice. Disney's Wilderness Lodge will be beginning on June sixth. So yeah, still a ways the away from this lodge will be opening with all new rehabbed rooms. So Hold up. Yeah, that's where I've stayed at the Wilderness Lodge since the You've period. stayed at Copper Creek, the DVC half of the Wilderness uh, Lodge. Ah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, right in the good. middle they... of refurbing all of the regular hotel rooms there. So I'm excited to see what they've done. Yeah, last the time place. I stayed there, I noticed that everything felt a little weathered. So <laughs> it had not been in the art, not in the way the imagineers yeah. intended. <laughs> Yeah, it yes. didn't feel, you know, wildernessy. It just felt kind of old. So I'm glad to glad to hear that. Yeah, they seem to be taking advantage of the, the downtime right now with both at Wilderness Lodge and at Polly. So that'll be nice to have some. Polly was in, in need of a bit of an update, too. Those yeah. rooms hadn't been and refurbed in, in quite a while. In the new Disney fashion, they're going to make the whole thing into some IP. Yes. Uh, interesting to see what they do at Wilderness Lodge. Mostly they've had Chip and Dale. Yeah, and there's not anything. Some, well, some Bambi in the no. shower. Didn't the shower tiles have, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have Bambi on them? Yeah. I, there's nothing really current that they could uh, base things off yeah, of. Yeah, but if so they I'm handle sure it, they'd have I to get know. creative. Brother Bear. Oof. How about, so popular. How, how about, how about Humphrey like the Bear? <laughs> they embrace him out at, at Cat. At Disneyland, Disneyland yeah, yeah, but bit. more. Is he the one? Yeah, from yeah the those old Donald Duck cartoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the old camping ones. Cartoons. Yeah. Well, I love the Wilderness Lodge, and I'm anxious to see yeah. what they've done favorites. to the place. I love both igloos and New York City. Heather, what you got for me? Well, <laughs> if you were a New York resident, then this story would be for you. But unfortunately. They're limiting this offer only to residents of New York State, uh, mostly probably because they are discouraging anyone from traveling to their fair state right now and bringing their germs with them. But this caught my eye because we had just talked uh, last week or the week before about uh, watching the ball drop in Times Square and how we all kind of said, you know, nah, it's cold. You got to be standing out there for a really long time and there's no bathrooms. Well, Airbnb has teamed up with NASDAQ, which is a little weird, uh, to offer up some igloos in Times Square right underneath 
the ball <laughs> that you can rent for one night. It's a beautiful geodesic dome with gorgeous panoramic views of the city and an uninstructed vista of the sparkling ball. I, I have to think that these are probably going to be pretty expensive because it comes with a $5,000 shopping credit to use what? on Fifth Avenue. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. But it's it's basically a, a glass geodesic dome with a bed and and a table and chairs. And I'm not sure where the bathroom <laughs> is. Um, I'm assuming you have access one to somewhere. Yeah, maybe there's a chamber it's in pot the under the store bed. where you got your but, gift certificate to. <laughs> yes. Everyone who stays in these, so they're available to book for New York residents starting on December 21st for one night. And everyone who spends a night in them will also get a piece of the Waterford Crystal Ball from Times Square as a memento. And this is the part, yeah, this is the part that might have been a deal breaker for me were I a New York resident able to book one of these. It, you also get a personal serenade from Mariah what? Carey. Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's why I went, you know, maybe not. She's she's acting as your virtual host well, for the night. And as part of your stay, you'll get a virtual personal So that means she's not just her. singing at you. She's going to mm -hmm. pop in and interrupt your night occasionally the entire time. Oof. Possibly, Oof. but yeah, virtually. But so you could well, always just turn maybe. her off. You don't... <laughs> we see an iPad on a stick rolling maybe around. Maybe it's robot Mariah Carey. That yeah, could maybe. be fun. Yeah, Isn't she already? For, Christmas and <laughs> for all you know, they've got some hardwired speakers and you can't shut her off. And that's just... Uh, yeah, that sounds, exactly. I really want to know the price on this. Well, we, we could maybe check it out and report back. It is only open to New Yorkers, but you'll be able to book it on Airbnb starting on December 21st. And in order to complete the booking, you'll have to show residency proof, but we might be able to get a sneak peek of what they're charging without actually booking it. I'm, I'm like kind if of you're intrigued. in a sealed environment like that, it seems pretty safe. Why would they, why would it be only? I guess they just don't want anyone to travel from out of state into New York to book mm. it. It does look, it, it looks pretty spectacular. It's, it's kind of elevated above Times Square on what looks like a big patio. So I guess I'm assuming that the bathroom is going to be in the building that the that the geodesic dome is set up on. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, or as we said, the the chamber <laughs> pot underneath the bed could be could be a real authentic Christmas experience. Authentic from what I have no idea, but some of the rooftops I've seen in New York, people don't need a bathroom <laughs> up there. They just maybe it's, authentic, maybe it's authentic in that we did discuss that if you're out trying to watch the ball drop, that you need to wear a diaper. So because you won't be able to get into a bathroom anywhere, <laughs> but at least you won't be cold. It, it does appear to be heated. So if you live in New York, check it out and report back to I us. I think Let given us the know. choice, I'd rather drop a half a million dollars on one of those Arctic Circle igloos, personally. But Oh, absolutely. 100%. I'd rather buy a really nice home for half a million dollars. Mm -hmm, that too. <laughs> well, a really nice experience yeah. that you don't have to spend half a million dollars on is some exciting new uh, food offerings at the Swan and Dolphin hotels at Walt Disney World Resort. Mm, the Swalfin. Yes. The uh, the dolphin and the big fish are uh, <laughs> having food events uh, coming in for 2021. 
On Saturday, January 16th and February 27th, the resort's going to host a, the Food and Wine Classic, A Taste of Swan and Dolphin. <laughs> Everything Every- is a taste of the festivals this year. Everything's week. a taste. Nothing's a dollop or a smidge. And everything or, is made with <laughs> swan and dolphin meat. This is going to take... <laughs> This is going to take place uh, from 5.30 to 8 p.m. They're going to have 10 food stations from the hotel's award-winning restaurants and more than 50 beverage offerings, as well as some live entertainment and unlimited food and beverage tastings, including dessert selections from the hotel's world champion pastry chef, Laurent Branlard. We just recently tried out some of the restaurants in the Swalfin, and they're excellent, actually. Yeah. Had never set foot in there before. I have never been in, in either of those. Uh, yeah, hotels. beautiful hotels. And what uh, the uh, Shula's Steakhouse in there Ooh, was yum. something good. Yeah, wow. pretty high rated. Uh, they're also going to have a big game tailgate watch party on Sunday, February 7th at 6 p.m. That's going to start 30 minutes prior to kickoff and last big through game. the end of the what's game. The, what's hey, the hey, big game? They can't say it's, uh, <laughs> it's a bowl that is stupendous. Um, it's a superfluous container. Ah, got it, got Careful. it. Careful. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> superfluous container. Uh, I'm watching a superfluous container party this year. How about yeah. you guys? The, uh, the, the extra special troughed party is going to have seven food stations and unlimited craft beer and wine. And mm. tickets can be purchased for, uh, all of these at swan at swan dolphin food and wine classic.com. Wow, that's a lot of words. Yeah, it's right yeah, it for a Disney offering, though. So that means, it's... yeah, if they're on Disney property, it's part of their contract. They have to add extra words into everything. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Ah, those are those are great. I would check those out. At the, I was surprised. You know, of all the times I've been to Walt Disney World for so many years, multiple times a year, I've never gone to either the Swan or the Dolphin. We checked them both out and really liked them actually. Yeah, they're working on a big expansion yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, the Swan Reserve, just sort of across the street, looks gorgeous. Yeah. It's gonna have some pretty nice sweets. Yeah, it's weird when you're driving; it's across the street, but when you're at the thing, it's just down the little path. You don't mm-hmm. actually cross the street like it seems like you do. Yeah. Should Thoughts be nice. to ponder. Let's ponder for a second. That's enough. Stick around because after the commercial break, we're mingling at the Gold Key Adventures Society Christmas Party and discussing weird and wonderful holiday traditions from around the world. When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your Key to the World Travel Vacation Planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the World Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner, specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. With over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, 
your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. All right, everybody, it's time to top off your cup of Christmas cheer, grab a handful of cookies, and let's go mingle. There's so many weird, wonderful, and fascinating Christmas traditions around the world. We didn't have enough time to cover them all during the last few weeks, so we wanted to share some more uh, today. And first up, I wanted to tell you guys all about the strange little figure tucked away in the corner of nativity scenes in the Catalonian region of Spain, known only as El Caganer. This guy gives Elf on the Shelf a whole new spin. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Uh, so, in in that part of Spain, which Barcelona, Bar- how do you say Barcelona there, Jeff? Yeah, Barcelona. Yeah, I can't say this. I don't talk as good as you. They uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they really go all out with their nativity scenes. They don't just uh, make a little a, a little stable with the uh, with the key characters in the story. They recreate the entire town of Bethlehem in these giant giant layouts that they make for their nativity scenes and one figure who's always hiding away somewhere is this little fella who's pitching off a loaf in the streets i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. is the season is the season <laughs> and to nobody really knows how or why this became part of the tradition um some people that say that it's got something to do with showing the equality of all people because everybody poops other other uh, <laughs> I just thought he was really surprised <laughs> yeah. I just thought he was caught off guard He's well like, yeah that's, what, that's, the, that's the other theory is, uh, it symbolizes <laughs> the idea that God will manifest himself when he's ready without regard to whether humans are ready for him and so he's like the UPS man. He always shows yeah, up when exactly. I'm taking a crap. Uh, <laughs> yes, um, exactly. And other people think that it's just because people from the Cat- Catalonia are weird and they've got strange senses of humor. But so if you, uh, he's generally hidden away in an alleyway or a corner somewhere. So you have to kind of search for him. And the other neat thing is there's there's the traditional version of him where he looks like a little guy who's going to run with the bulls. He's he's in the red, white shirt with the red sash around his waist and he's got a a red little beret on his head and that's the traditional version but it's evolved where now you can get all kinds of custom versions of this guy i'm looking at there's a hello kitty with a nice little pink turd behind her that you can put in your nativity scene (laughs) uh there's a uh yeah there's a darth vader (laughs) with an all black uh loaf between his legs oh my word Um, so it it comes oh with yeah, no! Turd? It's got a tiny little. It's got a tiny little curl of feces behind the character's bare buttocks. Um, there's one here with. Uh, I think that's Pope. Is that, wow. Is that Benedict? I think or Francis? I can't tell which Pope that is. But it's Oops. definitely a Pope, it's a Pope with some poop behind him. And then there's this picture has. Uh, it's a picture of shelves in a shop with all of these different guys. I can see. I can pick out Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton. Uh, the Dalai Lama, oh, Fidel man. Castro, wow. 
I don't know who those guys are, but then there's an astronaut, there's a female doctor, there's a Cupid, there's a SpongeBob SquarePants, uh, there's Fisherman, there's a Tim Tim, there's Spider-Man, so you can really customize your, uh, your... I'm 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 just wondering how long it'll be before we have the Disney Wishables <laughs> Kagner line. Uh, I sure hope so. <laughs> and say what you say what you will, though. I have to say, like one more thing, though. Just say what you will. Like oh, it may be crappy to to take a crap next to the birth of the Savior, but that's still a better gift than myrrh. That's fair. Well, that's our drum solo. Yeah. <laughs> well, this goes really well with the other. Catalan tradition <laughs> is so we talked a little bit about uh, Yule logs and how now the that's turned into the French making a log shaped cake Ushu Noel every year. I did look that up and it turns out it was actually a pagan tradition and they basically burned uh, nice smelling logs at the end of the year to, to uh, over winter solstice to clean out the evil spirits from the house. And I thought it was to cover up the Kaganer smell. <laughs> it may be. Well, the the Spanish have taken it further and they have, their their Yule log is called Cagatio or Tio de Nadal. And it is a log that when you beat it with a stick, it poops out candy. <laughs> this is, this is real. It's, there's even a little song that goes along with it. The lyrics of which are poop log, log of Christmas. Don't poop salted herring. They are too salty. <laughs> Turons. They are much better. Like, apparently a turon, turon is a, a is a little log of nougat. So that's what it's supposed to be. You hit you hit your poop log with a stick and it leaves you little nougat candies. <laughs> well, and then. Wow. <laughs> my internet cut out for a second, so I don't know if you hit that but did, did you did you mention the fact that before christmas eve when they beat the stick to get the nougat first they feed the log for for a couple of weeks oh <laughs> yes you're supposed to feed it things like scraps of food um pieces of yeah. orange rind and then and then you beat it with a wooden spoon and you lift up the blanket that it sits on and underneath will be all these delicious treats that it has pooped out for you. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, nobody oh. <laughs> really knows this. Same with the little pooping guy. Nobody seems to know where this tradition came from or what it's supposed to symbolize. It's just what yeah, you or do why in, they still do it. Part of Spain, yes. <laughs> you can buy them in all the Christmas markets. They are cute little, like actual logs with uh, people have painted faces and put googly eyes on them. Yeah, they're super adorable. And little, little legs. They are pretty cute. Yeah, you get it at the beginning of December, and if you feed it all month, he'll poop some nice treats for you. I think we're going to do this you. next year in my house. My kids would Absolutely. really get into the pooping log. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Make the log poop again, please. How do you decide who gets to smack the poop log with the, we'll with take the wooden turns. spoon? This will, turn into, this will turn into an all-day event with my kids. That's just... <laughs> knowing them... It's like... Maybe it's like how most families have a poop knife. <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah, she, she I need an explanation. On that. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. 
Uh, probably not. You guys don't have one? <laughs> yeah. That's, That's not a thing. Christmas tradition. That's an all-day, tra- all-year tradition. So many of the Christmas traditions, when they're not talking about feces, are talking yes. about the torture of children. What is with that? This is true. There's so many like that. Yeah, like the uh, Germany, Hungary, and Austria have Krampus, and that's the whole, you know, U.S. in the U.S. kids get a lump of coal if you've been bad, but here you get dragged away by the demon <laughs> Krampus, beast-like creature that shows up in order to punish the ill-behaved. If he discovers a particularly bad child, he bundles him into a sack and carts him away for a midnight <laughs> snack. I mean, you really got to be a bad kid yeah. to yeah. get taken away. Well, by when this. we There's talked so many about of the, these kinds the of Yule lads last week, wasn't the, didn't the mom want to yeah. boil the children? Yes. In her cauldron yeah. if they were bad. And there's another one I <laughs> yeah. found in Denmark. There's these vengeful house elves called Nisa that if you don't give them some sweet rice porridge, they come and you kill your cow. What if you don't have a cow? That is overkill. They really like porridge, yeah. Jess. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they leave out instead of instead of cookies. There apparently, there's a the Netherlands has something similar, and it's this one is a little bit okay. It's a little bit racist. They their Saint Nick is. Accompanied by someone that they call Zwarte Piet, which is Black Piet. And he is described as being from the Moors in Spain. Um, but un- it led to the unfortunate tradition of the Dutch going around with, in wearing black In black face. Yeah. So probably not really a good idea. But the idea of him was that he would take the bad children and put them in a sack and haul them away into slavery. Yeah. <laughs> so... It's yet another bad children being. Maybe this is why European children behave so much better. Like American kids are like, I don't care if I get a lump of coal, but the European ones are going to be dragged away in a sack and drowned or beaten or whatever. These traditions, tradition. (laughs) They all sound like they're based on parents, like just wishful thinking. It's like either you act good or you get taken away. Which one? Oh, um, you know what? Act bad. That's not. That's fine. That's I will fine. say that when uh, my now 19-year-old son was a baby, he was a terrible, terrible sleeper. He would get up, climb out of his crib or little bed, and just wander around the house. He did not ever want to sleep. So it wasn't until he could talk a little and we could talk to him that we got a little Santa Claus doll and put it on his dresser. This was around... The, probably the first of December and told him that Santa was watching him and if he did anything wrong in his in the night like get up and wander around the house that Santa wouldn't come for him and it worked it worked great he wound up <laughs> staying in bed he slept through the night for the first time when he was like two uh, after so this you're saying you started the elf on the shelf tradition <laughs> yeah yeah I guess so this was the Santa it was just, it was from the Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer Santa it was a little figurine <laughs> set and it just sat on his dresser pointing all dead-eyed <laughs> right at his crib but it, it worked and it, that thing stayed on his shelf till he was about five <laughs> the new trend guilt trip santa yeah but it works you know like uh, it's just, santa wasn't going to carry him away in a sack and kill him but he sure wasn't bringing good, any presents good, good. but santa knows who to call in case it gets there all right so don't push it have we discussed crazy with those elf uh, on the shelf 
That is the weird. Do your kids do that? Did yours do that? No. Wyatt came right like at the wrong time for that. It was kind of right after that got real popular after he was little and it was too late. We did for a couple of years, but it was, yeah, my kids were both on the cusp of that too, but we did it for Mm -hmm. a couple of years and, and it ended when uh, my son noticed uh, we had put the elf up on the ceiling fan. And my son, one of my kids noticed that he had a tag on his butt that said Made in China. <laughs> yeah. The same was That's where the North Pole is. Like, come from oh, all over. Okay. Come on. Should have cut that tag off. <laughs> but they had gotten old enough to be able to read and we're like, okay. <laughs> we we got a, a ornament for the tree that looks like a security camera and it says Santa Cam on it. We told him that this is the this is the nice. updated version. Oh. This way he doesn't have to send elves out to every single house. So we don't have to do that nonsense. It's perfect. Nice. Oh, oh is that I the conceit of the elf do. on a shelf? Is that he's yeah. watching you? To... Yeah. He's yeah, the elf spy. goes back and tells Santa every Every night, night he flies back to the North Pole. And that's why he's in a different spot no. the next day when you wake yeah, up. Yeah, but now it's turned into all these ridiculous things. Like they're caught ziplining oh, yeah. and all this ridiculous. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's constantly screwing up your house. Like yeah. I'm not yeah. inviting that into this. That's there. the Pinterest yeah. mom's gone wild version. It is definitely. And there's, there's, I still see some pretty elaborate stuff. Oh yeah, on Facebook every day. I think it would be just probably the old pretty fashioned, fun, like... but I'm certain I would forget to move it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, we just go with the old fashioned Santa's magic. I don't there know how go. he sees you. He's magic. Yeah, talk to him. He's a wizard. He sees yeah. you when you're sleeping, and by God, he knows when you're awake. <laughs> he's got Merlin in his employ. He's 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 on it. Have we discussed the Yule Cat from Iceland? I can't remember with these Icelandic we, we names. We briefly mentioned it last week. Yeah. The whole yeah, where if you don't get new, new, <laughs> new clothes, you get eaten. Um, one, yeah. Yeah. You either well, get yeah. a sweater yeah. or you're dead. We do need to circle back to yes. Krampus for a second, though, because have you seen what goes on during the Krampus knocked parades? They no, gather out in the me. streets and the young men of the town dress up like Krampus in terrifying outfits and they carry around bundles of birch sticks, which they use to spank uh, any young women who are unlucky enough to <laughs> run across them. Yes, it's a what? night of public spankings. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's a lot of young women out here at this parade. Yeah. It's, it's a night of public yeah. spankings where they... Uh, pretend to be... <laughs> it's like the, Chris- the Christmas yeah. purge. It's insane. <laughs> Be careful Sounds when you like prom night. be careful when you if you Google this because the first res- result that came up for me is from a, a website that's mainstreamspanking.wordpress.com. It's <laughs> WordPress, <laughs> and they you know they're really into. They had to close down their. They're really city into site. the uh, spanking side of the Krampus story, but yeah. So apparently, you got to be careful on Krampus knocked. Otherwise. So you're gonna get yeah. eaten with a stick. <laughs> well, uh, so I've I've got some stuff from Japan, and uh, oh, they're they're relatively new to Christmas in the in the scheme of things. They didn't really start celebrating until the 1800s, and so it's you know when <laughs> right <laughs> when when Colonel Sanders landed on the those shores. <laughs> Uh, the mercenary. <laughs> um, so one of their biggest traditions, also as as we found through some of my weird Japanese uh, things on the show, is the loneliness is a big problem in Japan. <laughs> There's a lot of very lonely people. So one of their biggest traditions um, currently is if 
you know, the, apparently the, the holiday itself is, is a lot like Valentine's Day. It's very focused on couples. So, but if you're lonely and you don't have anybody to be with on Christmas, you can enjoy uh, a yearly tele- yearly live television show for lonely people um, that's called the Akashia Santa Shijo Sadai No Christmas Present Show. And this is uh, okay. hosted... <laughs> It's hosted by a talk show host, and uh, people can write in and share their stories of loneliness from throughout the year. And if they're sad enough, then he'll choose you to 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 call in and be on the show and talk about how sad and lonely you are. And then you get to, if he likes your sad, sad story, then you get to pick a number from a bingo board, and you can win prizes like you know weird anime T-shirts and things like that. And uh, so this year, I, I just love their their explanation for this year is. When you go to the web pages, LOL with unfortunate story on the holy night. Live phone calls, <laughs> live phone calls from that celebrity who is a hot topic in the turbulent entertainment world. We are soliciting live broadcasts of unfortunate phone calls that will win luxurious prizes this year as well. Unpredictable, angry two-hour live broadcast. <laughs> I'm not sure why it's so angry. I'm gonna but... have to check that out. <laughs> yeah. And it's just this dude basically hanging out in a living room dressed as Santa, uh, talking to really sad people. That's sad. I know, but at least they have something they to have do in the live show. Yeah. They can go and hang out with a stuffed animal and eat dinner and then call into a show and cry. <laughs> wow. That's you're breaking <laughs> down, man. You could always pay for a lady to stare at you. We learned that now. Come yeah, that's true. Why you snuggle up to your Girlfriend pillow. Or boyfriend pillow. Hmm. <laughs> yes. No, she oh. went home for the holidays. She had she had other That's plans. That's sad when so. even Ouch. your pillow abandons you. In a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you shared some some crazy stuff that the Victorians used to do uh, at, yeah. at Christmas. <laughs> Tell us about Snapdragon. Complete with hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think there's too much hair involved in this one. I was I was listening uh, the other day at work because I'm a weird person. I was listening to uh, Tim Curry read uh, the audio book of um, the Christmas Carol, and during this, oh, oh. gotcha. I'll I'll listen to him read oh, anything. Yeah. He yeah. read the phone book. Uh, He's awesome. I have yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> audible. Yeah, so uh, there's the scene where they where the Ghost of Christmas Present takes him to his uh, nephew Fred's house. And they describe some of the games yes. that they play uh, on Christmas. And so I was kind of curious about what was going on. And it turns out that the Victorians were kind of freaky and they're not as, as straight-laced as everybody yes. likes to think of them being. They had a lot of fun at Christmas time. Uh, so they in in the book they call it playing they, they called it playing forfeits, but it was basically truth or dear truth or dare they would also call it uh, i'm going uh, uh, oh questions and commands um and so they would you know truth or dare ah. and uh you'd have to you'd have to pay a consequence if you uh declined to answer or follow the the commands of the do the dare you'd either get a monetary fine or they might even uh, wash your face with soot from the fireplace um this whole time they're all they're all drinking uh, strong ale mixed with nutmeg and sugar or maybe some wassail or something. They'd play they play a game called hoop and hide, which was similar to hide and seek, where people would hide around the house and go search for them. If 
if you were caught in or near a bed, then then you had to kiss the person who found you. Um, they would play. Did, did you guys ever play? Um, <laughs> that sounds. <laughs> I think that was. <laughs> yeah. Everybody would just go hide yeah. in their bed. Well, yeah, that, that was the whole point of it, I think. Um, did you guys ever play Blind Man's Bluff when you were a kid? Yeah. Where, uh-huh, where you, sure. So one person's blindfolded and you've no. got to kind of try to catch people around the room. It's kind of like. It's kind of like Marco Polo, yeah. but not at Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, like, yeah. like, like yeah. blind tech. Well, yeah. when the Victorians would play it, they played in the house and you were encouraged to put pieces of furniture or whatever you wanted in the path of the person playing and, so yeah. they would trip and injure themselves terribly. Um, they dis- they described that in... <laughs> Victorian Britain at length in in Christmas Carol, where they try to tangle them up in the curtains and trip them over the footstools and everything. So you'd you'd probably leave this party bruised up. But then the the best the best and this is just insane is a game is a game called Snap Crazy. And what you do and the Gold Key Adventure Society does not uh, recommend that you actually try this. But if you want to. Don't but if you do this try at this home. at home, please take a video <laughs> and share it uh, share it with us. <laughs> and maybe play yeah. it outside. Uh, so what you do is you take a you take a, a shallow bowl or a large plate and you make a pile of maybe some raisins and some almonds, maybe some little dried plums, whatever fruit you've got laying around, and then you fill that that bowl or plate up with some brandy so that the so that the fruit's kind of floating yep. around in it. And then you light that sucker on fire. <laughs> light you it make on sure, fire. It you wait, you make sure it that you've got better. a nice low blue flame. Apparently when the lights are dim, it looks really creepy, kind of ghostly fire burning, yeah. right? It's a fire right, in your right. home. And then what you do is yeah. you sit around this bowl <laughs> of fire and you take turns, you take turns reaching into it, trying to grab a raisin, and then you... <laughs> And then you Without pop it, still it. burning, into your mouth to eat the yep. the boozy raisins that are still burning. You put it out. While you put it's the on fire. Out in your mouth. And they and they wondered why there were so many Victorian well, house appara- fires. Like. Yeah. Well, they they put open candles yeah. on their Christmas and, trees. So. Yeah. yeah. With lace curtains <laughs> yeah. nearby. Well, apparently yeah. there was a there was another. Well, first, apparently this game works because uh, the alcohol burns at a lower temperature than like candlewood or something. So it's not mm-hmm. that. It's not that that bad. Um, it's maybe not as right. dangerous as Right, and if you're quick, you're not going to burn yourself. They also had another variation of this game where you take a mug and you'd, 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 you'd take a candle <laughs> yes. and you'd burn it and drip some of the melted wax in the bottom of the mug and then stick the candle to it. So if you're using the mug like a candlestick, fill the mug up with beer, <laughs> and you take turns trying to drink the beer without burning yourself on the candle. Because... Yes. <laughs> That's why the Victorian Christmas photos all had a man oh, with oh. a half a beard. Yeah. Exactly. Life was apparently bleak in Victorian times, and that's what you had to do to feel something. Yeah. It was bleak and boring, so you played games so with you fire. get drunk and try not to set yeah. yourself on fire. Exactly. That's why they're right. all covered in So like I said, we don't, we don't necessarily encourage you to attempt any of these tricks, but if you do, please send video to us Please because we would video. really like to see that i kind of yes. want to try playing snapdragon actually america <laughs> america you're you on fire I'll, I'll take a video of you playing snapdragon 
I'd rather stick to the the better Victorian games like Chalkboards Against <laughs> Humanity. <laughs> <laughs> I get that reference. <laughs> It sounds like it. <laughs> Has anyone heard of the Night of the Radishes? Yeah. This I think that a- was a B movie that was made in the 70s, right? <laughs> yeah. It was the sequel a- to Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is apparently a, a Christmas tradition in Mexico. And they create... Which state? Elaborate scene. I can't say that. It doesn't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> Waxaca, Waxaca, O-A-X-A-K-A-C-A. Oaxaca, is it Oaxaca? Oaxaca? Yeah, You're Oaxaca. right. I have heard that before, but I never knew how it was spelled. I think they have okay. a cheese. That's probably the only reason. It's I in know. Oaxaca, Mexico, and it's a tradition where they create elaborate scenes out of Makes radishes. Sense. It looks kind of I mean, cool. Yeah, it's better than eating. I like eating radishes. What's wrong with a radish? Well, they taste like spiced dirt. I'm not a fraggle, so I'm not a fan. (laughs) All right, that's fair. (laughs) Yeah, the picture that we have on this article is pretty pretty elaborate stuff. Is there a radish? These are larger radishes than I thought I've ever seen. Yeah, I've never seen a giant radish like this before. And apparently, they sell them not to eat. They sell them not to eat, but to carve into elaborate decorations for your Christmas table. Yeah. It's like, I mean, we have, I guess, gourds and all that over here. They just have radishes (laughs) over there. Interesting. And in the Ukraine, they have the famous spiderweb tree (laughs) where Christmas trees are often decorated with spiderwebs. That was uh, the folklore tells the story of a poor family who grew a... (laughs) grew a Christmas tree from a pine cone as one does. And the children were excited about decorating their own Christmas tree, but the family was poor and they weren't able to decorate it for the holidays. But when they woke up on Christmas morning, they found that spiders had spun webs around the tree's branches. Mm. So today the kids dress up their tree with, like, I'm assuming, faux spider webs or they're squeezing spiders so. to get these real ones. And, <laughs> and the, uh, it brings luck in the new year. If you have spiders into your home. Yeah. Huh, that's cool. But can you grow a Christmas tree from a pine cone? The rest I mean, of the could, story is would, fully believable. Well, but, it <laughs> would take a really, really long time. So I mean, I don't if you're know. patient enough, sure. Where else do baby pine trees come from? The cabbage patch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It's going to take a long time. Brings them. It also takes a while for a bunch of spiders to cover a tree. So, like, how long are they sleeping? These guys are taking it a depends. long time. How big are the spiders? Yeah, and I've seen the Hobbit. Ugh. I don't want to know. Oh, gross. No, thank you. Do y'all have any specific foods that you just have to have at Christmas that scream Christmas? Like in France, it's foie gras and oysters. Don't they just (laughs) eat that all the time? Isn't that just... Well, they will eat it all the time, but it's it's like... It's the thing you have to have on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. In our house, we all want some figgy pudding, and we want it right now. <laughs> hey, damn it, he's not going to leave until Demand he gets that figgy pudding. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I would eat the foie gras pâté, but oysters? Ugh, no thank you. I'll eat any damn thing. A raw oyster? I've eaten fried oysters, and they're good, but yeah. I don't want to nah. slide one of those gross, looks like mucus. 
Japan has a has a holiday food that everybody has to have, but it's just a cake. They all have to have some cake, and it has things use- on it. Like I stand pretty much anything. Yeah, are they usually pretty elaborate? Oh yeah, Pikachu cake. Yeah, it, I mean, they, you can get an insanely like large cake, but it's like you're not celebrating Christmas apparently in Japan if you don't have a cake. Um, I guess that's I like prefer that Christmas over ham around. here. Everybody yeah. loves that, but we we don't really like yeah. turkey, so we already had ham for uh, Thanksgiving. So we're just gonna have lasagna. Mm-hmm. Good idea. Lasagna we actually we're gonna delicious. do Italian for for Christmas, and we did ham nice. for Thanksgiving. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> Apparently in Venezuela, it's uh, tamales are the traditional Christmas dinner, and uh, ooh, yummy! I'll eat those on, anytime. Uh, Christmas Eve, when everybody goes to church for some reason, and nobody seems to know why, but they all go on roller skates. They all roller skate to church, what? and it's so popular that roads across uh, the city of Caracas, this is specifically Caracas. They closed down the streets so that people can safely roller ski to church on Christmas Eve. I'm glad they do that because that could really be bad. <laughs> roller skating out in traffic yeah. to get to mass. Yeah. See? That's fun though. But then, so when you get to mass, are you still wearing your roller skates? Do you have to carry yes. your shoes to put those? Yeah, on like in the middle of the service when they're like, "All rise!" Is it just like everybody? Everybody skates down the aisle to communion. Everybody looks drunk. <laughs> oh, my brakes are broken. Uh, I'm into that. So, th- have you guys heard of the uh, German Christmas pickle that you hide uh-huh. on the tree? I, yes, we, we have that. one. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we do that. that. So my wife is of German. She was born over there. Her mom's German. And everybody was telling us, why don't you, you know, they knew she's German. They asked why we didn't have a Christmas pickle. She'd never heard of that. So we looked it up and like, oh, okay, here's this thing. So we one time at Epcot in Germany bought the little glass Christmas pickle ornament. And we always have it on our tree. But it wasn't until a long time after that that we figured out that was just <laughs> fake. That, it was a, it was a, um, Apparently, a glass ornament company came up with this whole fake German tradition that uh, you would buy this ornament, hide it on the tree, and the first adult to find it got some kind of prize or was wished good luck for the year or whatever. But the whole thing is fake, and it still just propagates. But it's one of those things they made up, made it into a tradition, and it's been going so long it now is an actual Christmas Mm -hmm. tradition. Like KFC in Japan. Yeah. And I like I like pickles, so I'll have an ornament of yeah, a pickle. Yeah, apparently they bought a bunch of molds <laughs> from you Germany, it, and they had this pickle one, and they had to figure out how to sell them. <laughs> how do we sell this? What are we gonna pickle? do with this? <laughs> See, here I always thought it was like really mandatory in Germany. Like, if you did not have a pickle on your tree, that you'd get a knock on your door with a guy being like, "Pickles, please." <laughs> your your pickles, please. Your pickles, please. Pickle. Years no ago, Wyatt sang a song about it at his school Christmas concert about the pickle in the tannin bomb, and apparently, <laughs> I had to explain to him that that's a lie. Yeah. It's a call. I got my yeah. pickle stuck in the tree oh. again. What? <laughs> yeah, growing that's up, we would. We would, That's where the tradition we would always came play from. hide the pickle with my dad growing up. Oh, I thought it was a German tradition. <laughs> it's funny because my dad is not German at all. Holiday cheer. <laughs> have you guys have you guys seen uh the Christmas short that Disney put on Disney Plus? I think it is, is it from Pixar or is it just Disney Animation Studios about the um 
Filipino family. The grandma's got an old Mickey Mouse doll that she received when she was a girl. Oh yeah, the let's yeah. pull your heartstrings yeah. to get you. Yeah, to buy you'll. It. <laughs> yeah, that thing. Is yeah, so you'll sweet. you'll cry yeah. so many tears. Apparently, that's that's based on a on a tradition in uh, uh, the city of San Fernando in the Philippines, and they they surrounding towns uh, compete. They build these gigantic paper lanterns that they string across the street and they kind of have a competition to see which town can make the best huh. lanterns each year. Cool. Do they I hope so. Just like, the, just like the Yule Goat in Sweden. Fire. The Yule Goat. I think what? we talked about this last Christmas, actually. Yeah, they make a giant... The Yule Goat? They make well, a giant, tell me more. They make a giant, like, 30-foot-tall goat out of... Uh, bales of straw and it's supposed to just be like a it's just a tradition but then in the inadvertent tradition that has been started is that vandals come around and they burn them down every year <laughs> yes so exactly uh, the traditional Christmas huh. vandalism uh, <laughs> Since, since 1966, uh, between 1966 and today, the goat has been successfully burned down 30 times. 29 times. Yeah. 13 meters huh. tall. Well, then that's a tradition. That's part of it exactly. at that point. That's, like, you know, yeah. It's like Burning Man, yeah. but a goat. But it's a... Yeah. Hey, goat. <laughs> hey, goat. <laughs> I'm, sure how, I'm sure... I just wonder how Nicolas Cage feels about that. Goat! <laughs> How to get burned! How to get burned! <laughs> oh, the bees! No, not the bees! They're in my eye! Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, the traditional Nicolas Cage Christmas. Uh, Christmas tradition. In Norway, you hide mm-hmm. your broom on Christmas Eve so the witches can't steal it. I do that every day. But then how yeah. are you going to sweep your floor if the witches steal your broom? <laughs> Ew, it's, that's the, fair. it's the everlasting battle between witches and I just love that witches can't get their own brooms like they've got yeah, all this power yeah, and, and all these like broom. yeah you think can't get broom <laughs> have you not been to the ace hardware there lady come on <laughs> they're not allowed Dang in there it, everybody hid their brooms what are we gonna do now <laughs> Christmas is ruined again <laughs> does that fall in as witch <laughs> maybe next year <laughs> It's hard being a witch at Christmas. <laughs> Boy. Good times. Uh, tradition. I'm out of tradition. I think I'm going to start Bye. doing the uh, I'm going to start doing the Japanese uh, tradition that kids are only allowed to ask and get one present in Japan. That is a mm. good tradition. Wow. Sounds really great for people that have children. <laughs> yeah. But what if they ask for something you can't afford? Ah, I don't know. The, I mean, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna start the tradition, I'll just put no. a price limit on it too. Yeah, fifty bucks, kid. That's all. Fifty and get. under. <laughs> I mean, we just straight up said that Santa only brings one gift per child, and that he only buys small things. Big things can come from mom and dad, but Santa only brings little things. That that Santa yeah. only does two things yeah. for us, but yeah. I gotta have a talk with him because apparently I didn't get a good deal with him. Remember when you had kids young enough to believe yeah. in Santa Claus? The wife still does. Aw, he's like talking about Jeff old. still does. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we always went the opposite route. I didn't want him to think that we could afford good stuff. 
Yeah. So I usually, yeah, so we usually know, go through the really good stuff, and mom and dad gave the normal. <laughs> then you can play it off the rest of the stuff. year. Socks, be like the box of socks. <laughs> yeah. But so when he was starting to question a little bit, he'd be like, well, is Santa real? And we're like, what do you think? He goes, well, I don't think you guys could afford any of this stuff. It's like, perfect. Mission? <laughs> well, y'all are cheapskates, so it's obviously not you. It's clearly real because y'all are broke. Yeah, your broke ass couldn't have gotten me this computer. Mission accomplished. <laughs> All right. That's pretty smart. But it worked. I he still it. thinks we can't afford anything. <laughs> And actually, this year he's correct. Why am I laughing? Thanks, 2020. Well, before we say goodnight and put out our milk and cookies for Santa's and the uh, rice porridge to appease the murderous uh, house elves, and your shoes out to receive a little coin from <laughs> Santa Claus. All the other things. Mm-hmm. Put your broom in his closet. Yeah, and uh, room. light our Yule goats on fire. Uh, <laughs> Take it next to the tree. Yes. Our to-do list just keeps all of those things. It really does. Oh, let's be honest. Take it next to the tree is pretty top of the list. <laughs> I just did. Oh. Thanks for hanging out with us again this week. If you're excited to experience unique global holiday traditions or explore anywhere else around the world, Key to the World Travel has the world's largest Christmas stocking, measuring 168 and a half feet long and 71 feet wide, full of expert travel planners ready to make your vacation dreams a reality. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com to get started with a no-obligation quote. Don't forget to catch up with our friend, the Theme Park Professor, for all the latest theme park news and tips at www.themeparkprofessor.com. Word of mouth is always the best way to help us grow our show. If you have a friend or two who you think would appreciate our special brand of globetrotting jackassery, tell them what makes our show so great and send them our way. You can find links to subscribe to our show on all of your favorite apps at www.goldkeyadventures.com. We can't wait to hang out with you again next week, and I hope the season has brought you happy holidays, a Merry Christmas, a cool Yule, happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus, Solstice, Candle Nights, or whatever winter holiday tradition you celebrate. We'll see you real soon. Dear Santa, I know it's been a rough year, and I know I've talked a lot of trash, but if there's one thing that I could have this year, just one thing at all, It'd be for Flows to reopen. Because that would mean Disneyland would be reopened too. I would eat at Flows if it meant we could go to Disneyland. I'd happily drink a milkshake out of a plastic trophy. (laughs) None of those things. (laughs) To ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song Hoka Hey for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventures Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure. Oh, hello there. Welcome to the Gold Key Adventures.
society. <laughs> he threw off my groove. 